Welcome to the Gold Nose Podcast, a podcast by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. 90% of my information is in my opinion. Um, other information comes off the internet. Today is December 18th, 2019. And again, I go with my same format. Um, one, I will spotlight one defensive player, one offensive player. And then I have a couple of different things that I touch on in my podcast. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, today I wanted to start off with Janoris Robinson. Um, we learned yesterday that he will stay for his senior year. He's a fifth year senior. And I think that's a great decision by him. Um, he, he's a great, uh, pass rusher. Or he's the I'm not gonna say he's a great pass rusher. He's a very good pass rusher. Um, but he he got some things that he needs to fine tune. And it, it was a great decision by him to stay. I think he is a great ambassador for this program. Um never been in any trouble. And, you know, he can he can um guide the new defensive line commits that are coming in. So some of the things that I um, wrote about him. Um, he's the best pass rusher on the team. Needs to get stronger. Needs to play the run better. Needs to develop more speed rush moves. Um, I think he he relies on um, bull rush too much. Um, he he's a big guy. He's like six five, two sixty. So. Um, I've seen him do some speed moves here and there. He needs to do more of that. Um, he needs to play the read option better. Um, too often he crashes down on the uh, on the dive play. Um, he needs to read that better. Um, he will play on Sundays. Um, I think he's talented enough. He will play on Sundays. Needs to be more vocal. Um, he he will be one of the leaders on this team next year. He was one of the leaders on the team this year. Um, but I think his role will be more um, elevated next season since he'll be a fifth-year senior. Um, if he can put it all together, study film, lift weights, work on his techniques, he could, he could potentially be one of the best um, if he can put it all together this last season. He reminds me of Simeon Rice um, with his stature and just some of his uh, moves. Um, next, I wanted to focus on Dante Lucas. Um, Mahler on run plays, super strong player, will play on Sundays. That's without a doubt if he keeps on this same arc that he's on. Um, needs to... Um, improve on pass blocking. Um, he needs a total recommitment in that area. Um, poor agility when facing speed rushers. Um, Miami had a guy that they, I forget his name, but they was moving him all up and down the uh, defensive line in the Miami game, um, this past season. And he was matched up on, um, uh, Dante Lucas a couple times, and Dante Lucas could do nothing with him. 
um, relies on brute force too much. That's a fact. Um, you can't always maul a guy. Sometimes you have to, you know, be a finesse guy, which is not really a part of his game, but he needs to develop that. Um, with hard work and dedication, could be an all-time great at Florida State. His style of play reminds me of Richie Incognito. Just his style of play, nothing else that Richie Incognito brings to the table. Just his style of play. Um, you know, my thoughts on Dante Lucas, he's the best offensive line player we got as a true freshman. And, you know, that's not good that a true freshman can come in and be the best player on the team. Um, so hopefully Mike Norvell can um, – I seen yesterday on the internet that he had – they were looking at four offensive tackle uh, uh, graduate transfers. So hopefully we can get two of those guys. We can, you know, pencil them in and they can come in and, you know, solidify this thing for at least next season. Um, now for this next topic, I went in a different direction. Um, uh, we all know what time of the year it is, uh, college football playoff, um, expansion for the college football playoff. It has to happen. Um, I would love to see a underdog get a chance. Eight teams has to be the magic number. Um, the way I would do it is uh, five automatic qualifiers from the Power Five and three Group of Five bids. Um, I would not do any at-large bids for the Power Five. If you can't win your conference championship, to me, you don't deserve to play for the national championship. And the same for the three Group of Five bids. Um, seating would be based on record and strength of schedule. Um Three group of five teams with best record and strength of schedule get into the playoff. You could rotate games amongst the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, and Cotton Bowls. Um, must Again, must win conference title to qualify um, for all teams. And we need to stop letting money control this sport. Um, college football... Um, Division I college football, or FBS, is the only level of college football where the champ is elected and everything is not settled on the field. Um, everything should be settled on the field, excuse me, and not in the conference room. I think Memphis, Boise State, or even Appalachian State could be a Power 5 team. But the powers that be... Um, won't let this happen. It's about rating sponsors and corporate entities. This is not the way the game should be played. It's all about, it's all a pipe dream really on my part to even think that this could happen. But, you know, just for conversation purposes, I, I just would love to see it happen. Um, if the G, if the uh, group of five can't get into the playoff, which I think they never will, they never got into the BCS so I don't think they'll ever get into the playoff. Let them have their own playoff. And let them have their own championship. We all know that they um, they play a good brand of football. Um, I particularly like the AAC. 
I think they play a great brand of football. The NFL gets tons of players from the AAC. So you can't tell me that these guys can't play Power 5 teams. If that was the case, the NFL wouldn't even be, you know, the NFL doesn't care where you come from. It's can you play. Um, So I know these guys can play against Power 5 teams. Um, I wanted to look at the pros and cons of the – I just wanted to see or get your opinion on was the BCS better or is the CFP better? College football playoff versus the bowl championship series. Um, The bowl championship series started in 1998. It formed the number one against the number two opponents. A lot of people argued that a playoff system was needed because, again, you had you know, people picking the one and two teams. And you just look historically at those um, those matchups. It was all – every year it was basically like historically great teams, you know, that had a great brand where corporate entities could get behind it the night of the championship games and make millions of dollars off of commercials and merchandising and all that. That's really what it's all about, man, money. It's not about crowning a true champion. It's all about money. Um, So I went on the Internet and just found some information about the pros and cons of the. uh, The BCS versus the. um, College football playoff, and I'll just read a couple of them. Um. A postseason, this is, I guess this is uh, the pros for um, the playoff. A postseason playoff leading up to the national championship will replace subjectivity of human and computer polls with the objective of measuring winning. Let's see, I got to flip the page here. Con. Playoff system. Would extend the 13-week regular season by at least one month, which would interfere with athletes' college studies and could potentially uh, lead to uh, students getting dismissed from school. Uh, okay. That's one argument. Um, next, uh, pro number two and con number two. A 2007 Gallup poll showed that 85% of college football fans supported a change to a playoff system of some kind. 69% of fans surveyed preferred the idea of a playoff tournament involving top four, eight, or 16 teams to replace bowl games, while 16% preferred one-game playoff between the top two teams emerging from postseason bowl games. That's the pro. The con, the BCS system makes every regular scene, regular season game crucial for the teams in contention to finish in the top two. The importance of every game increases attendance and revenue, which is shared with other sports and non-athletic programs at each school. Um, I'm going to have to go with the pro on that one. Um, I just, like I said, I want everything to be settled on the field, man. I don't want an election. I don't want a committee. I want everything to be settled on the field, like in every other level of football. 
All right, pro three and con three. If a team loses, if a team loses one game, it is probably out of contention for the national championship. It is if if it loses twice, there's a there's little chance the team will qualify for any BCS game. Therefore, if a team loses early in the season, then the rest of its games lack excitement. And the claim by BCS proponents that every game count does not hold true. That's the pro. The con. Before 1998, bowl revenue was shared only by the conferences that had teams playing in the major bowl games. But the BCS changed the system to share revenue with every conference. Replacing the BCS would decrease the revenue to conferences without teams in the playoff. Again, this this is about money. This is about money, man. And you just see it right here with this pro and con comparison. Um, you know, it's not about crowning a true national champion. It's about money. Um, I can probably do one more of these. Um, pro four and con four. A playoff system would give each school an opportunity an opportunity to earn a fair share of revenue distributed to the 11 conferences in the FBS. Since the BCS conferences automatically qualify for BCS bowl games, they receive a dis, dis, disproportionate amount of the annual bowl revenue. Since football earnings, since football earning funds, other sports, this disparity affects athletes in all sports. That's the pro. The con. The BCS rankings are designed to favor consistency over the course of the entire season. It rewards teams that beat the opponents they are supposed to beat, as well as underdogs that upset higher-ranked teams. Under a playoff system, a team could lose an entire season's worth of hard work by having one bad day. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the con on this one. Um... The, the the BCS did kind of reward the the small guy and move them up, um, you know. But I in either in either format that you have, I don't think a group of five team is ever going to get in the championship game. So it's a moot point. I think uh, we just need to do an about face on really all of this and just get to a place where you have five power five teams. They automatically qualify by winning their conference championship. And then you have three group of five teams. Um, and you just take the best three out of the group of five and put them in there. Everything is based on strength of schedule and overall record. And it's really that simple. Um, but like I said, as long as money is the driving force, it's always going to be iconic brands in these championship games or playoffs. Um, So, once again, I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. Um, It's it's growing faster than I anticipated, but that's a good thing. Um, It's available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Thank you for all the support and go nose.